When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. As I was boating down a river in deepest, darkest Angola, I heard a low guttural growl that shook me to my core. My hairs stand on the back of my neck, and my native guides are ready their weapons. Luckily for me, it was not the mythical waterline known as Koyeyemanya. It was the local delicacy the night before. <laughs> Tummy rumbles. I chuckled to myself at my own terror. <laughs> Big mistake. I pooped myself. I did poop my pants. Today on Sexy Beast, we are talking Koye Lemanya. Here's a little tune. You got that sexy beast. You're just so sexy. Are you a Loch Ness monster? Oh, are you Bigfoot, cryptid, supernatural vampires, banshees, Tony and Jago, oops, there's a Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who the fuck said you could laugh at me, smack with me? With a Bigfoot dick you could slap with me? Blasphemy. You could dare come at me with a Bigfoot dick and a Loch Ness Monster pussy? Hey, hey, sexy beast. Hello there, or should I say good day down there to our Australian listeners. Welcome to Sexy Beasts, your foray into the menagerie of the unexplained. Every podcast we devote, and I say that word every week, but we devote, we commit to a specific creature, cryptid, or monster. We discuss its history, its merits, and we have our own thing called the Fex Spectrometer. I've thrown a spectrometer for the first <laughs> time ever this week. It's fighting, evidence, cool factor, and sex appeal. That's how we rate and review these beasts, and we put them against other creatures in our premier crypt. And we've got a fucking, I can, I can say that word, it is the internet, stacked leaderboard right now. Uh, and you know what? You want to tune in all the way to the end. Because at the end, we have freak encounters where we read your submitted stories, your spooky stories that really happened. We've got some juicy ones this week. Someone didn't turn off their phone. It was me. Um, <laughs> it was just me texting you to turn off your phone. <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up. Shut do, the fuck do, up. do it normally. Do it normally, Tony. <laughs> uh, and also, we'll be uh, doing our patented, slowly running out of Steam game top drums. <laughs> no, it's end. not. It's, it's All the kids are talking about it on the street. All, on the, the, kids are, all the kids are talking about it because you won again. Um, my name is Tony Cantwell. I am the star of the IFTA-nominated film Cream of the Cop, uh, an action comedy where I f- play a famous TV chef forced into an unlikely partnership with a tough, hard-as-nails guard played by John Connors. Uh, and my co-host, as always, writer of the fan-fiction masterpiece Tom Cream, seaman in the Antarctic, the 100% unofficial erotic parody of the life of a uh, revered Irish explorer Tom Cream. Um, 
Mark Jacob. <laughs> that was a deep cut. That Tom was Green, deep. I thought you, uh, Cruz was being exchanged for cream there. What do you he mean? does in his personal life. Oh. Well, whoa. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Tom Cruise exchanges cream. Uh, bl- bl- blowing the lid on, 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 on oh, yeah. wide open F- off this. Fuck Sexy Beasts were investigative journalists now. You know, well, look, if he does and if he doesn't, I'm oh, glad he's happy. I heard this thing that if you can say anything about anyone anywhere in the world, but as long as you include a question mark at the end of it, it's not defamation. Hey. Someone put a tweet up about saying something about a famous person I won't mention here, but uh, it was like, oh, this person is 100% a paedophile, and then just loads of spaces, and then the last question was a question mark then at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so only someone only read the first part. I was like, my God. And then he got sued for it, but they were like, no, it was a question. No one I wasn't really? stating a fact. So if you just put even a, a light inflection, yeah. you know, um, being, you know, Mark Jago is a more prolific predator than, say, Jimmy Savile question mark? Are you, are you asking me? J- then Jimmy Savile? <laughs> then Jimmy Savile? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I know I do know. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. I'm so sorry it. to be five minutes into this and already making a very juvenile uh, pedo joke. Mark Jago, I like this cryptid. I'm not going to give too much away. But before we get into that, I have some cryptid news. <gasps> Wait for the end. <laughs> oh, he's getting Mark Jago, did you know that there's a super wasp's nests the size of a car threatening America? I didn't. Where is this? Climate change could contribute to rare phenomenon in which colonies containing thousands of insects survive warmer winters uh, for into a second or third year. Basically, a chap called James Barron uh, went into his smokehouse in southern Alabama to grab an axe and was alarmed to see a giant wasp's nest about seven feet wide extending into the wall. And apparently he's been about two months since he was in there. Um, but this thing, apparently, he was stung 11 times even just going into his own personal smokehouse. And apparently he said that there was about... Or, uh, a, 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 a entomologist showed up and said that it was a super nest with 18,000 wasps in there. Jesus. But, like, it's in a smokehouse, so why didn't he just... Turn it on and Turn on the smokehouse smoke, Yeah I don't know how smokehouses work Well you go in there When you just need to Create a shitload of smoke From my understanding From yeah um, But apparently This entomologist said That he's seen uh, That he's seen 90 of these this year Seven foot hornet's nests like, Taking over America I think if humans do Survive this coming Global uh, warming That is happening And we're all fucked Basically Sure That the bugs Are just gonna fucking Grow and grow and grow And we're gonna encounter Like The size of the spiders In Ireland these days They're pretty big spiders Yeah And that's I'm not saying this Linked to people Using plastic straws But Like there's studies <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so There's been a study I watched it I don't think so Well hey With um Places like Glasgow going, you know, uh, plastic free. Maybe we'll, uh, ha- maybe that will satiate the wasps' uh, no, ravenous but do you hunger. think that, that that's just like literally pissing in the wind? Because it's like it is a great thing, and I was really like proud of all the Glastos, uh, Glasgow Huns. But sure, we're really proving we're, we're, we are actually we're dating. dating these yeah. very badly. Hey, have you heard of that band Westlife? Hey, <laughs> apparently they're back. They're back. Um, in what's your form. what's your best survival 
Well, no, two questions. Mm. Firstly, how many wasps do you think he could defeat? Max. Mm. What would be the, the, the one that's one too many? Few questions. Sure. Are they coming at me one at a time? It would be a nest. Okay. Um, do I have any implements to fight with? What's what's beside me? Um, just your fists and feet. Uh, am I wearing shoes? Uh, yes, you can. Wear okay, shoes. so I'll tie my laces together and make a, a like a, a rudimentary flail, <laughs> and I'll whip it around me, and that will catch loads of them. That's really good. Yeah, and I'd pull my t-shirt up over my head and my arms in. But how would I use the flail? <laughs> So you took you took your head arms into your t-shirt and then flail around the top half like yeah. your head was a yeah. hand. Push my push my hand at the top where my head would be and flail around and then uh, I'd use my um I just took my pant my jean my t-shirt into my jeans so they can't go down and bite me on the dick. Um and there's all of them just attacking your foot. No, but I have uh, my thick woolly socks on for winter. I never said you had your <laughs> socks on. Well, I'm obviously wearing socks. I always wear socks. I've never not worn socks. How many wasps can you defeat? Um, how many you got? Uh, say 80 wasps. Yeah, I could take 80 wasps. That's no bollocks. Uh, uh, I could beat 80 wasps. I don't think you could. could well, wasps... Do wasps die or is it bees die? Uh, wasps don't die. They have a known barb at the end of their stinger, so... Right, so they don't. It doesn't tear off their arse. No, <laughs> like a bee does. Yeah, where it really hurts them. Yeah, but bees are the good guys. I think four wasps would kill me. Four? Are you allergic to wasps? No, no. I just think I would just. I'd kind of give up if I got stung by two. I'd be like, just take me. I got stung by a wasp on the knee because I was uh, in church once when I was a kid. I knelt because on you were in church, not because I was in. I was in church and I knelt on a pew, but I didn't notice there was a wasp dying or something. I'm sorry. So you saw a pube. You th- thought, I just need to put my body on this without anyone knowing. Yeah, so I was in I put a my knee on it and you got stung. Cause that's, cause that's I said th- pew. Because holy God doesn't want you touching pubes. Yeah. Disgrace. Like, oh, and that's why I've never touched a pube since. You are as famously uh, hairless. Hairless, yeah, yeah. Around. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. No, anyway, not. this is a podcast about... This is a podcast about... Goje you man You can't you. You little can't you. I like this. It's very, it's, I like it, it's simplicity. It's a very Swedish Ikea design. Wait, hang on, before we get into uh, Koye Yamania, what did you think of, one, my idea for a film with me and John Connors called Cream of the Cop, Yeah. where I'm a chef and he's a guard. I liked it. And maybe we have to solve some sort of like uh, truck stop kind of like foodie place murders. Oh yeah, someone's going around killing people and putting them, someone's, making them into tacos. Someone put a bomb in Beach Art and me and John Connors have to solve it. The big blue bus drives away. The big blue bus drives away. Yeah. And what do you think of uh, the idea of uh, Tom Cream, seaman in the Antarctic? Can I get some praise for that punnage? Uh, I like it. I like it. There's a lot going on, but I've never heard of Tom Cream. Is that bad, is it? Tom Cream, revered Irish explorer. Yeah, what did he... uh, Didn't he, like, map the Antarctic? Oh, did he? That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So now, like... He's a more successful pod- Shackleton. Who says this podcast doesn't teach you anything? Too many people, now, unfortunately. On, yeah, unfortunately. The sponsors. Uh, okay. <laughs> Jago, you're right. Let's break it out a piece of... You're hanging out. You're at an Angolan party. Mm-hmm. Um, you're cracking onto a gorgeous bird from Angola. Yeah. Okay. So I say, hey, have you heard of the Koya Emembe? What? I, A.K.A. the waterline. It's an Angolan uh, amphibious lion uh, that has uh, webbed paws, a finned tail, large saber-like tusks, 
and lives in the rivers and lakes in Angola. It is known for killing and not eating hippos for fun. Why do you ride hippos? Why do you ride fat women? <laughs> Remember that video? Yeah, it did. Where was that? It was like Longford Town or something. Like Athlone. Athlone. I look back on some of those videos and I'm like, they didn't give their permission. You know what I mean? GDPR would fucking wreck them these yeah. days. Anyway, so it's a fucking sea water lion. Yeah, it's a lion who primarily hunts underwater and has aquatic implements. It's amphibian, but it's not. Shit. Mm. Is an amphibian... Um, is an amphibian biologically biologically so, or is an amphibian by choice? Um, so it doesn't have any uh, respiratory things that can help it. So like, within, it, there's no mention of gills. Sure. Um, but it can submerge itself for long periods of time. It's a bit like a crocodile. Crocodile has which crocodile doesn't have any. But a, a crocodile gills. is a reptile. Yeah. Is a frog? You know the way the fr- a frog is an amphibian. Yeah. Is that like? <laughs> Sorry, this is just how dumb we are. This is how dumb I am. It's like, can a mammal be an amphibian? <laughs> or is that a mammal? It's a mammal. So you can't be an amphibian <laughs> by choice. You're born an amphibian, you die an amphibian, and only your fleas will mourn you. Yeah, okay. exactly. The, like, So this is, it's has it's amphibian in nature, it's not amphibian in... Nurture. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, this, uh, look, does this thing can swim... <laughs> but it can, it can stay underwater and it can stay underwater for long periods of time. But if you held it underwater, it would die. So picture this. We're talking about a just slightly smaller than a hippo uh, lion. Mm. We What's its bottom half like? Its bottom half is basically like a lion, except it has large uh, webbed. Web, webbed paws. Mm-hmm. And its tail has sort of like a guiding fin on the back of it. Ooh. Which is a great name for, like... Uh, guiding fin? Guiding fin, like a, a medieval fencer. Guiding fin. I would have thought it was like a... Like, some sort of, like, post-hardcore band. Oh, guiding fin, yeah. His mm. fin. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's what you're asking all deep questions. This creature is... I like it. I like it because it's so... As I said before, it's easy. It's, it's easy, easy on the eyes. It's easy to understand. Another little uh, tidbit I'll give you now. Please. It can swim faster than a crocodile. Fucking hell. And it can run faster than a lion, which it's kind of kind of like intuitive. Like, how would it swim and run faster than both these creatures, which are fucking apex predators in their own And also nature? be so stealthy that we haven't discovered it yet. Yeah. Officially. Um, yeah, it, it, it usually spends most of the time in water. Uh, it only comes out on land on rare occasions when there is... Uh, mm-hmm. An easy kill for it. Now, yeah, it's has a bit of a nasty streak to it. It likes to kill for fun. It kills for like 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 the other best known predator in the world. Man, mm. yeah, <laughs> we do, yeah we do kill for fun. We do. No one's have kill for fun. Do you ever kill for fun? No, I'm not. I would never kill anything for fun. I kill Necessity, things in, yes. video, in video games for fun. Oh, I derive. I derive significant, I derive significant pleasure from from killing in, in video games. But that doesn't count, though. Because otherwise, then I'm a mass murderer. But I would think that if you were to watch me play, if you were to watch me play Red Dead hmm. or GTA, hmm. uh, and like it was all live streamed, I think, I think you'd have some some concerns. Why? Because you literally just go around to eat. Not all the time. I played mostly for good karma, but um, when I kill, I go off the rails. I go off the rails. The RTV. RTE dressing show off the rails. I go, I, 
I'm going to kill everyone in Off the Rails. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think it's still on the on the telly. Isn't it? But do you remember that uh, show where it was on TG Car where people used to uh, choose the clothes for... Fashun Fashun. Yeah, they remade that in Amer- in England. Did they? Yeah, and it's just... I I don't know what it was called, but I was watching it. I was like, this is fucking passion fashion. My favorite thing about Fashun Fashun, for one, is like you, you hear all those like words that there's no... Like, passion and fashion is passion, fashion. Yeah. But I remember there was one where, like, this guy, big cork head on him, he was he got these, like, jeans that had, like, Diamante on them. Yeah. And he's like, August Talon, you know, Spark Lee. <laughs> Talon just Spark Lee on show. Yeah. Just a lot Spark Lee, you know. Uh, Talon, uh, strappy back. Air on Guna. Um Look, we know we know what it is. It's a big, it's a big, it's water a big, cap. big water cap, which, you know, should tick all, all the sex boxes mm. for me in particular. Yeah. But look, the big thing is, can this thing, you know, fight? Fighting. Thoughts? I think it's got, a, it's good. It's massive. Yeah. It has large fangs. Large, tusky fangs. Yeah. Downward a, tusks. A la... Ak- oh, Akba. Cut that out, Jamie. A la... Why you cut that out? No. Please praise Allah. <laughs> people, no. people say that in, you know... I was going to say Allah. Oh, uh, Akbar. Sabre to Tiger. Admiral Akbar. Admiral Akbar, yeah. Um, it As I said, it has a vicious streak, kills for fun. It, I looked at it up here, right? So a crocodile can swim at 15 kilometers per hour. So Jesus. Uh, a lion can reach speeds of, I didn't notice, 80 kilometers per hour. What? Yeah, which I, I'm like, but it's a quick burst of speed. Mm. Like uh, a lion, all right, you bite a steak. How much pressure do you think you're putting in biting a steak? Like a real tough steak. Biting a steak, I would say I'm maybe putting in max... 17 pounds of pressure. 17. Right, so a human bite is between 150 and 200 pounds of pressure. Okay? Right, okay. The the big muscly jaw people who've been doing yolks all their life, right? they're mm. about 200. <laughs> and a lion's bite is a 1,000 pounds pressure per square inch. Jesus, a ton. Yeah. Fucking hell. Like, so, it can fucking fuck And you this up. is bigger than a lion. Yeah, it's bigger than a lion. And it's got big tusks. Using this, this, uh, this formula we've created here, it can bite... Metal in half. <laughs> All metal. <laughs> I love when you look up to me. You look up and you're like, I don't know. Like this is true, but, <laughs> but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, it can hunt. It kills. It kills hippos. Hippo, must, the most dangerous mm, predator known to, but not more dangerous than man. man. But well, hippos aren't that <laughs> fucking dangerous. Their main mortal enemy is tennis balls. Oh yeah, jeez, remember that? Yeah, in Dublin, Dublin Zoo. Zoo. So people kept trying. Well, I thought, like, why would someone do that? Or would you think there was a sign that says "Don't throw tennis balls in"? And then someone's like, "All right, I will, just to see what happens." And then kill. I don't know. I think uh, I think someone just did. Um, and I think now what little fucking scrow brings a tennis ball to Dublin Zoo. Man, I fucking Andy Murray. <laughs> well, like, it's not like you're like. Empty your pockets, tennis balls. Ah, trying to kill hippos, are you? <laughs> it's just like just a dumb thing. You had a tennis ball, threw it in. Yeah. Eat that hungry hippos. That's actually what it probably was. Oh my god! If it was probably like if hippos go in extinct, hungry hippos to blame. I'm gonna sue Hasbro. Fucking negligence. 
probably has been. Yeah. That once you're done with them. Give me all the money. Yeah, it's an apex predator. It's literally, it's, it combines the most, the most of like land and water. So where the fuck is it? Why aren't there, why aren't there, why aren't there as many Koye Yemenya as there is hippos? And there's loads of hippos. But I think that it's, it would like if so if you found a skeleton on the ground, it would just be like no. If you uh, in Angola, obviously, I mean, by an Angolan river, river, if yeah. you found a skeleton on the ground, and it was a, like a lion. You'd be like, there's a lion skeleton. I don't think there'd be a huge difference to it, except maybe it's larger and it's tusks. You could tell by the tusks. Yeah, you can tell by the tusks that they got. That true, did I? It's Koye Koye from the block from Angola. Uh, I do think it can fight, but the thing is, it can fight in the real world. But can it fight? In the fantasy world. Is that what you're saying? In theater screams. Well, in the theater screams, if we were to go pure Roman and have a naval battle, it would fuck up mo I think this would fuck up the Dobberku. Yeah, that's the I didn't want to mention this as early as this, but I do think the Dobberku is like its main sort of rival because it's the Irish Waterhound mm-hmm. and it's the African water lion. I think I would love to see I would love to see both of them go head to head and have that embroidered on a soccer crest. Oh yeah, maybe that should be your new um, uh, family crest. Maybe I should. Yeah. I don't know what my current one is. What's what are the Jagos? Uh, it's oh, it's a really crap one. It's like uh, it's like a, a yellow and black background, but then it's just like a chevron. There's nothing in between. It like there's no chevron, anim- no animals. You know what chevron like? So sorry, I'm just drawing for Tony here. It's okay. So that's like this is yellow. Oh yeah, and that's black. No, that's not great. Yeah, it's not. I think I have something like that as well. I think it's like I think actually I might have a yellow and black. Yeah. Did you know that um, Jamaica is the only flag that does not feature? Uh, no, wait, this isn't true. <laughs> Say it anyway, please. No, it is true. This Jamaica, the Jamaican flag is the only flag in the world that does not feature the colors white, red, or blue. Oh, really? Yeah, in the world, it's, it is the only one. The only flag in the world and if you can find a flag that that does i will eat my own hat uh okay well i've I found one already you've not uh, because there's a flag that's just pure green no there isn't yeah there is no there's not oh oh tony was right there isn't sorry uh i was just looking out there you are now there we go Jago, I give this, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I seem a bit. I'm sorry if I seem a bit low energy. I don't think I do. I don't think the listeners at home will think that. But it's 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 very fucking hot in here. Yeah. So we are actually podcasting from Satan's anus. We are. Uh, we're both sweaty. We should take our tops off, but we don't. We don't know where that would lead. Hey, I think, um, Jago. I think you know. I I have this kind of uh, this. You know, we had, well, again, we're dating ourselves a lot here, but uh, we had Pride, obviously, recently. Mm. I would love to see a um, people having kind of heterosexual life partners uh, where it's like two heterosexual people that come together and they're life partners and they essentially have, uh, they're the kind of, they, they bring their heterosexual friend around to like, you know, uh, weddings and, you know, dinners with family. They're that go-to person for that role. But in reality, they're just going off and they're, you know, riding other, you know, people. So you want, like, an, a person who's in an open relationship, basically? Um, Well, they're not romantically involved. They'd probably be, like, asexual. I'm just surprised oh, that, 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 that that isn't, like, a... a, a you mean, like, of... a friend? No, but, like, the, <laughs> you have, like, the one friend that you would bring to, like, official, you know, things like a friend's wedding or, or dinner with family. And, you know, when you're, like, your partner, they'd be your partner. But you would not be romantically Tony, I've, involved. I've literally lost you. 
I think there should be a thing where I don't want to do this. I'm very happy with my wife, as you know. But I think there should be a thing where people choose their partner almost like they're married to another person as heterosexual, right? Yeah. But they're not romantically involved. They don't have sex. They have sex independent. They have sex with whoever they want. So that person, one of these two couples, could be could be go seeing someone. Yeah, but they would like be essentially married to another heterosexual, and they're not romantically Tony, that's involved. That's friendship. It's not when it's marriage. So you get married to and someone, and then you can like give them that. You share a house and you share. Oh, wages. so you you're talking about like uh, tax, tax benefits, benefits. tax benefits, and sort of like the incentives yeah. that come with it. Like, I'm we're... surprised that isn't a thing. Yeah. Oh, there was that. Um, there was that. Uh, guy, I want you to be guy that who got for married me. to his best friend. Um, after gay marriage was legalized in England, just so uh, he got the, he he got a tax benefit or something like that, and he's this he stated it, and it was brought to court and stuff. Well, there should be a cool new name for it. Uh, laser buddies, laser bodies. <laughs> I give this a fighting of seven. Uh, I actually gave it a fighting seven. I and, don't believe you. Well, I did. So I wrote it down. I say you could have wrote. You did literally wrote something down on a piece of paper. You, I wrote it. Yeah. Okay. Um, look, we know this thing can fight because it is a water line. But uh, what, Jago? Is this thing even fucking real? Come on. But what is the evidence, sir? Very interesting. Yeah. So, so, oh, please go ahead. The what? Like, what? Shut up. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Koye, I'm just going to call him Koye because uh, there's a lot of it. He falls under the category of a waterline, right? Mm-hmm. And anywhere you go in Africa, you're gonna always take the weather with you. No, you're gonna find these waterline things. So, I had a bit of a research, right? So. Uh, there's I a thing called hope so. uh, uh, Dillian in Chad is described as a uh, waterline. A Dun on Ek in Kenya is described as a waterline. Same description as mm. a Koye. Um, now, there's this one called uh, the, which I literally think it just translates to um, line of the water. It's called Simba Yamal. And this yeah. is from the Demo- Democratic Republic of Congo. Now, all in all, there's 11 or 12 different types that have been described the 12 is where there was one that was described and just named something different from the natives mm-hmm. um, but this is it like we specifically sort of concentrate on this one one here it's one one um, but it seems that uh, like it it's very prevalent there's a there's a lot in legend and history and lore uh, of um, water lines but also like there exists walruses and sea lines mm. except that's more they are more more fish than man. Yeah, they are more water than land. Yeah, but uh, but the actual uh, the the origins of the so what are they called? Actually, waiter waiterik was that a waitorik wait So basically, there is a German mammal mammalogist, mm. not a tit inspector, as I found out, uh, a guy called Ingo Krumbeagle. Right? Was no, that is not his fucking name. His name is that Ingo Crumbeagle. That's a guy like wearing. Is that you? Is that you in a hat? No, it's not me. But sometimes when I wear a hat, I go. Crumbeagle. His name is he's German. Ingo Crumbeagle. My name is Ingo Crumbeagle. I'm a German mammalogist. That's not a tip, doctor. Haha. <laughs> An animal rights activist. Who apparently. This is a guy, right? This is a guy born in 1903. This guy predates. Uh, modern cryptozoology. His book um, called 
von Nyon und Undecken Terreran, which was, what's it actually called? I don't have the actual German or the English translation of that. Um, this is a guy who fucking went there to try and investigate. Like, this is a guy, like, these water lines predate, uh, predate cryptids, the idea of cryptids. Crumb Beagle made his first foray into the study of mystery animals in 1947 when he wrote about the Koya Yemanya, which he concluded was either a living saber-toothed tiger cat or giant monitor lizard. Um, and apparently Crumbeagle's von Bergendeckert, the book he published in 1950, was the first attempt at writing a general overview of hitherto unknown animals. Ooh. This could arguably be the first the documented Genesis. cryptid. So it's been knocking about. Um, he also was interested in a few other dozen animals, uh, including the king cheetah, Ooh. Uh, the black tapir, um, now, sea serpents. I and don't call a, a tapir that is just a different color a, a cryptid. Okay, but like it could be. Well, there's like all types of al- albino things. Would you not think of al- an albino type of thing as a cryptid? Not particularly, no. Like an albino gorilla, there's loads of them. But we have very loose interpretations of everything that we, you know. Yeah, yeah just true. Yeah. I'm changing my name to Crumbeagle. My name is Ingo Crumbeagle, and I wrote the book on cryptozoology. It's he definitely just chose two things that was beside him. Anyway, here's a couple of sightings. <laughs> right, 1910. In search of any evidence for the existence of Koya Yamania, we must refer to a report drawn up in 1910 by an army stationed in the uh, Bamingui River in Central African Republic after an incident of a water lion attacked and pushed a whole regiment of French soldiers across the river into the water. The report mentions that there were probably even more animals, but only one dared to attack the soldiers. The report also reads, "Is the I'm going to do the French." Oh, it seems like in the caves at the river banks, live water lines, their eyes shine like sparks in the night, and the sounds they emit resemble the roar of the wind, or a storm, or a hurricane. Hurricane. That's 1910. <laughs> this is the story of the hurricane. Um, yeah, so there is a there is a lot of sort of... Um, Give me one, then. I will. Jesus Christ, man. I'm eager. In 1920, there was a, a guy called Ilse van Nolde, uh, and he lived in Angola for 10 years with his family. Uh, and he heard a, a low rumbling near the jungle, which the Koye Membe is Koye Yemanya. Yemanya is famous for. Yerman the Koye. The Yerman the Koye. He's famous for like the, the low row, uh, growl from it, okay? Uh, and he went to where he heard the noise and he, he didn't see anything. But he found a man who was walking by who said he saw the Koye. Uh, and the man had a hippo skin shoes on. And he said, where'd you get those shoes? He goes, I found a hippo carcass that was killed by the Koye. And I made shoes out of it. As we all do. Hippopotamus shoes. Yeah. Hippopotamus shoes. Would you get the hippopotamus shoes? You must be a new kind of... Um, I can't. That's too hot. Cool do. Cool do for hippopotamus shoes. Yeah, it's too hot to do a freestyle raps. No, it is. Yeah, it's much hotter than last week. But... So what's he? Imagine that. Where'd you get those hippo hippo shoes? Uh, a saber tooth tiger gave them to me. Yeah, I I believe him. That's why no one lie? could lie that outrageously. Is it get out of my way? I'm not yeah, even talking to you. Not talking. But also, let's talk about uh, another event in 1930. Oh, a Portuguese lorry driver told the similar van Nold of a near encounter he had with the Goya Yemanya. 
He said one day on the Quango, uh, at a latitude of nine degrees south, he heard the Koye Yamanya and chased, had chased and killed a hippo that night. He investigated with some native hunters and was able to find uh, the spoor of both animals. What's that? What's spoor? I think it's shit. Um, and they followed. The trail uh, consisted of tracks of a hippo that seemed to be in a hurry and a smaller animal somewhat resembling those of an elephant. No, I actually but, mean smell, sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, but with the mark of toes beneath the sole of the foot. Eventually, anyway, they reached the area of broken down grass and they found the hippo dead and uneaten and I quote, hacked and ripped as if with a huge bush knife and furrowed with long cuts and lacerations. Like a cat. Like a cat like, might. Like a cat might. And similarly, in the 1970s, uh, several natives observed uh, uh, an aggressively behaving hippopotamus that attacked people somewhere between Chad and Cameroon. Shortly thereafter, a dead female hippo was found that was almost had almost identical wounds as those described um, half a century earlier. But these wounds were the same as the previous hacked and ripped with a huge bush knife. And apparently, hippopotamuses do not attack opposite genders. Ooh. So, uh, so in the first one they thought, oh, maybe it's another hippo. Mm. But these ones, the the tusk marks, tuk, tusk marks were downward, sort yeah. of like slashes rather than upward because they only have big ones at the bottom. But the thing is, though, have you read the Wikipedia? Obviously, because this is why we're talking about this. Jacob, of course. Um, someone also really crypt- cryptids, wiki, cryptids. Yeah, shout out to you guys who saved our lives many mm-hmm. a time. Uh, someone that definitely loves Angolan people. Is someone like. Uh, Wrong exp- or wrong explanation of what people saw. He says, no, the native trackers are so good that they wouldn't be able to tell what was the difference between a hippo attack or a lion attack or anything like that. And uh, the 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 fact that people always say it's got a giant monitor that somehow got into the river. Mm. They said, no, the native trackers would be able to tell if it was a monitor just by its tracks alone. Well, apparently Ingo Crumbeagle suggested that it could be a big reptile because it's consistent with that of predatory reptiles. However... Um, well, he thought it could be maybe a giant monitor with a sharp beak, or mm. a kind of, or potentially a living dinosaur. However, and there's a little f- fun fact for you: no known reptile has a pair of canine teeth. Oh, so what do they have? Just all like those little little ones, little like, crown teeth. Do you ever see someone crown teeth without their crowns on? No, like they're all like little tiny teeth. Like, what is that? Where we kind of like, we have we're like we're, we have this kind of like disassociation where we're like, oh, it's crazy. You know, we'd be like, oh, that's scary. Little sharp filed fangs. Why do we find that scary? Because we think about what the damage they could do to our skin. Well, anyway, most people <laughs> believe that <laughs> it's a saber toothed cat. Um, apparently, um, yeah, well, M- Crumbeagle suggested, uh, and he's the go to guy on this, that it's a ma- mammalian predator um, bec- and most likely a saber toothed tiger. And apparently, the unusual tracks with the impressions of toes could be explained by the hypothetical waterline developing webbed feet after you know living in a fucking river with you know oh, over time I've over time that, yeah yeah it's sort of like some feet. sort of some sort of fast evolution or something like that i do think that there is this could be some sort of saber tooth that has survived and I th- it might be very rare like now there is no description of it ever being seen it seems like big fangs in a hippo are making people think that this is a saber-toothed tiger. It could just be a hippo that's upside down. I killed him. <laughs> Hippos have top fangs. Yeah, but they're smaller. They're, like, they wouldn't be as... Please, for the listeners, can you explain? Um, I just did a hippo's face. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Could it looks very like a hippo, though. Could be two rhinos going side by side. Yeah. 
No, because it's going up. I'm up, yeah. Again, two rhinos side by side, upside down. Here's a fantasy for you. Two rhinos side by side. I give this an evidence <laughs> of eight. I give it evidence six. Where'd you get what? the eight from? Uh, it hasn't been seen. You're right. I defer to you. Fine. That, that's your song. And this is I defer song. to you. Anyway, look, we know it exists. Is this thing even cool? Though? Come on, Jacob. I mean, is it what? That's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, I like it. I do. It's a wet cat. That's... Hey, we haven't got on to sex appeal yet. Calm no, down. yeah, no, but I do like it. But it is like I've seen a crocodile. I've seen a line. I know what their babies would be. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever get like that? Do you ever see like a couple of people and you're like, oh, I know what their babies would look like. Tell you when I see like a a like an um, um, interracial couple or a mixed race couple. Mm. Uh, and they're pushing a pram. I'm sprinting over to look at that baby because obviously the baby's going to be more attractive. We've seen that that you know interracial babies are way more attractive. Yeah. Uh, but I always feel like um, just a weirdo because it's like I wonder what the I wonder what the kid looks like. Handsome, handsome black guy, handsome Asian woman. And I'm like sprinting over like I bet that baby's a fucking star. Yeah, and them star in the making. Star in the making, so hopefully. Um, so I get the same thing when I see say a, a lion, lion and, and a crocodile. crocodile. Yeah. Make love. What would be the worst or like the most interesting combination of creatures if they could have? They have to be, no, they don't have to be similar sizes. That fucks everything up. I think we maybe w- did this in one of our first Chimera episodes. Oh, yeah, like a Manticore. Griffin or something. Or the Manticore thing. Haven't done a Griffin. We haven't done a Griffin. Have yeah. we not? No. There you are now. There you are. Um, snake arms, <laughs> giraffe. Snake arm. So, like, so the giraffe is normal, except its feet are snakes. Feet are snake arm. It has no like. Yeah, yeah. It has no falling over. No, it it kind of like goes up the tree like a sloth with its snake oh. arm. Like, and its neck is like. And its neck actually goes down and bites people from the top of the tree down. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, and it's got yeah. fangs. It's got like a little incisors. Uh, a rhino a spider. Ooh. Yeah, imagine like a rhino with eight legs, just on in like a huge spider with like armored plates. Yeah. Well, we did establish last week um, that spiders, spiders are, are the number one predator. Yeah, I'm terrified of them. Um, yeah, it is nice. It is. It's it's cool, but I don't think it's cool in our world mm-hmm. because it is. I've seen a lion. I think a lion would probably be more impressive than a cat that's just like in water. And why isn't it everywhere? I mean, why is mm. it sticking to the rivers and the lakes that it's used to? Why isn't it coming? Out? Why why isn't this? Why isn't there fifty of these banging around power court? Yeah, like it could, like it just it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Who's that? Is that uh, an impression Jenny Cochran. Oh right, I thought yeah. you were doing a Jeff Bloom impression. <laughs> um, but it's pretty cool. I give it a cool of seven. I give it a cool of five. Whoa! Because we've seen it. We've seen it before. Irish did it better. Um, Dobber oh, yeah. cool. Fair. Jago, we are not on the same same menstrual cycle in this one. I think it's just like it's. Oh. And we've been spending more time together. You think we'd That's be more true. insane? Yeah, yeah. Um, I will. Well, can we give it a six? Come on, it's a saber tooth tiger I, that swims. We, we'll both defer. So play both our songs at okay. the same time simultaneously. Um, I defer to. Yours isn't here. Defer. You only defer if you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll give it a six. Six cool. Six cool. Okay. This is actually getting doing pretty decent for what I thought. 
Now, is it sexy though? Okay. I cats a cat. I do. I do know of all sort of. Uh, What's your fangs, love? Genus of What's uh, fangs? species. Uh, feline is the hottest. It's true. Yeah, feline's the hottest. Um, but you know what? I I I'd be worried about is that this the the fur because this is a more of an amphibian kind of thing. Yeah. Is you know like you look at a dolphin, and you think right that's gonna that's gonna feel like rubbing a bit of rubber. Yeah. And it's not, it's coarse. Yeah. And a pig is not smooth and squeaky like Porky the pig. Mm. It's hairy. Yeah. That's my concern with this, that it's not a nice, you don't get a good, you get, don't get a good rub off it. So you, so you try and rub it and it has a bit of coarseness it? to it. Yeah, I don't want coarseness. I do think, uh, like, a wet pussy, like. Stop it. I, that's, that's what I've written, that's all I've written for sex fields, a wet pussy. Great no, job, Mark. Chico. I do think. Uh, I think it is sexy. I do think it, it's feline is a sort of like a smooth lines. It will always like panther. Do you ever see they always have like car ads with like a, a, a feral cat coming out? Yeah. I think it's to try and like the curves are supposed to be the curves of a woman without explicitly saying so. What is what is that about a stalking cat that... No, forget it. Well, I'm not, not going to fucking analyze this. Why? Because I don't want to. I taught like... Like I'm surprised people haven't actually edited what we say out of context and then just sent it into like Peter or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. If anything, we're, no. We're, please don't do that. This is this is a proper animal rights issue. That no. This is an animal rights podcast. I think we need to be. I think we need to be, you know, appreciated for the fact that we are an animal rights podcast. Yeah, we are trying to save these creatures. Like, if we, if this is so, we can force them to fight in our theater of screams. Yeah, but like that's natural selection. Yeah. You know. Look, it's a cat, <laughs> so it gets sex appeal. Sorry. You just yawned in the middle of our podcast. That is fucking... Jago, it's so fucking hot in here. Yeah. And we've done... People don't know this. But I'm going to peel behind the skin here for you. We've done... What, we've done like six episodes in three weeks? Yeah. We've done a lot of episodes because Tony's off being a funny man. In, I'm being, being a funny man. In Edinburgh. So, you know what I mean? So... If you want to hear Tony being funny on another podcast, you should check out Reviewables, where he... Uh, Breaks blockbusters. Did you listen to it? I did. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, not you. No, not you. You, me, me. Um, <laughs> sex appeal of seven, Jago. Come on. Hey, yeah, seven. Yeah. A cat's a cat. Yeah. Cats in the cradles and in Gola rivers. We are coming home now. I'm coming cause the cat's so sexy. I think we should. This is the one. This is the episode we should uh, nominate for the uh, Sony. Radio prize, yeah. Um, right, Jago. So, Jesus Christ, we're fucking. Oh my God, we're there. We have the. We have our scores. Hang on, let me get Ben Clifford's uh, memorial. <laughs> the Ben Clifford Memorial uh, cri- uh, Premier Crypt. Now, to be fair, we are a couple of weeks ahead, so he might not have updated everything. He, he definitely hasn't. But oh no, he's up to date. He's got the well. He's got the Duende out. Right, Mark Jago, give me the scores and actually add them up. Add them up now. Okay, Mark Jago, what are the final scores? Seven, fighting, six, evidence, six, cool, uh, seven, sex. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> 26. Holy shit. 
26, wow. That's actually a, a pretty good contender. Yeah, it's not so bad. Although we still have the... We have still haven't figured out the final scores of the ass wang. Because we both had different scores we put both in. Um, <laughs> no, did we not give it half scores? Um, no, but we'll, we'll need to revisit episode. that. Yeah. Wow! This fucking Koye Yemanya is on a par with the Kappa, Banshee, Mermaid, Manticore, and Indrid Cold. Ahead of the Wendigo, Fayanaga, and the Dobraku. Yeah. Oh my god, it beat the Dobraku. It the beat one. the Dobraku. No. Guys. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. My eyesight means a lot to me. Stop that. He's dead. Oh, she well, did die, yeah. What do you want to take away from this to make it lower than the double coup? <sighs> Are we doing that? Because that just seems real petty. It is petty. Uh, I will take away some points in sexy. How many points do we take away? If we take away one, it'll be on the same level as a double coup. Okay, we'll do that. I'm going to take one away from sexy because... Right, guys, final score 25. The Irish. 25. Sorry, Koye, Yemanya, Nisyanyanatha Manya for us today. That's not good at all, Jacob. Don't give me that. But thank you. Thank you for your undying support. Um, Right, Jago, it's time for fucking hell. You want Top Trumps last week, didn't you? It's time for Top Trumps. So I'm on a fucking streak again. Oh, no, I'm not. I won. I only won one. You won the one last before that. You only won one. Um, so what I'm going to do is going to shuffle my cards. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I'm gonna, I pulled it out. I'm going to choose fighting for the man. That's a fighting at eight. Fucking hell. Mark Jago. Oh, no. A counter with also a fighting of eight. Oh, shit. Avian aliens, baby. What do we do? We've never had a... We have. We have to go to the next one, or you have to pick a different score. All right, I'll pick a different score. I choose sex appeal of eight. Ten, baby! Manticore is mine, as is Goyeyemanya. Right, new team names. Um, uh, your your team name is Operation You, Me, and Dupree Tree. Perfect, yeah. Uh, and my team is um, Langers and Cash. Bangers and Mash. What? What do you mean? <laughs> Team Langers and Cash versus Team You, Me, and Dupree Tree. Operation yeah. You, Me, and Dupree Tree. <laughs> That's really bad. That's excellent. Now, Mark Jago, we have some more freak encounters. Whoa, interesting. People have been very generous with their time and their efforts in typing these up, so I want to give them give them the attention they deserve. Um, so please, please, break up a little bit of the freak encounters. That's just someone with a list. I'm not doing a voice of anyone. That's fine, Jamie. Leave that in. Break off a piece of the freak encounters. It's a guy who can't pronounce his oars, Jago. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. <laughs> Man, this heat is getting to me. Yeah, me too. 
Freak Encounters. <laughs> This week's freak encounter comes in from Jerry Ward. Uh, he sent this in uh, via. Why are you looking at my face like that? That's my face. That's my face, and I use my face. Um, this comes in from Jerry Ward. Uh, he sent this in via Instagram. So if you would like to do so, please do so at sexybeastpod uh, at gmail.com or at sexybeastpod uh, on the old Insta. So here we go. Hello, Tony. I'm a Sligo man in Sydney. Loving your work. Doesn't sound about you, Jago. This one passed down by my old man, who's since passed on. My condolences, Jerry. In Sligo on the shores of Loch Gill, where Yeats loved a poem, is an area called Achamore. Anyway, there's a ball alley, which used to be the venue for dancing at the crossroads meetups in the 1950s, where local farmers lined up one side and ladies on the other. Catholic Ireland, stifling the first move. Anyway, ladies never asked men to dance. Until one night, a tall, handsome stranger arrived. And the ladies went, well, he's not local, he's so handsome. And he's a real belt, instead of bailing twine. So instead, so a lady asked him to dance. And he was a wonderful dancer, and charming. And more ladies queued up. And they all danced with him, swoon, swoon until the next lady asked him to dance and he detected her shyness so he was a bit more gentle uh, with the spinning and she was smitten as, as were all the ladies and the men were like who's this prick and then the shy girl looked down at the handsome stranger's feet and instead of feet were hooves she screamed the lights went out. When the lights came on, the handsome stranger was gone and all the ladies realised they were dancing with the Prince of Darkness himself. The Devil. My dad moved in to console her. And that's how my mother met my father. So good man Satan, if it weren't for him, the parents wouldn't have got together. Jerry from Sligo. Uh, fucking fair play to Satan be the matchmaker there. Yeah. Does that mean he, he you're the Antichrist, Jerry? Well, he's not the Uncle Christ. Right. Um, but that story, it's very similar to a lot of stories of the devil turning up and they look down and they have hooves. Hey, devil. I uh, actually, I'm a bit scared of the devil. I don't like speaking directly to the devil or doing anything that I think that might summon saying, the devil. Speak of the devil. Yeah. And he will appear. But I will say this devil, if you do exist, wear some shoes, hunty. Yeah, could you not just like get some Crocs, put them over his big old hooves? They're just like flipping, they're bare, yeah. they're so loose. <laughs> but like, I don't understand why, if he can make himself look human, he just, his feet are like, I oh, know, you know. No one look down, uh, no one ever looks down. No one ever looks down. Not if you're looking up at his charming, and apparently he's very charming. Mark Jago, have you an Angolan proverb for us, please? I do, and I love this one. This is one made me smile. Don't despise the nut. Because one day you'll be lying in its shade. Ah. Real PG. You're just so sexy. Are you a Loch Ness monster? 
Are oh, oh, you Bigfoot, cryptid, supernatural vampires, banshees, Tony and Jago? Oops, there's a Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who just said fuck said you could laugh at me, smack with me? With a Bigfoot dick you could slap with me, blasphemy. You could dare come at me with a Bigfoot dick and Loch Ness Monster pussy. Baby, baby, sexy beast. This has been a pod staff couldn't. Very good. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.